Hi, and a warm welcome to our virtual Coach Advantage podcast today, How to Have Difficult Conversations. I'm Emma Calvert, co-founder, coach, and podcast host at Springboard Future, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-founder and master coach, Nina Betridge. And today, Nina and I are going to be delving into a topic that comes up more than anything else in our coaching conversations, and that is how to have really good, productive, difficult conversations. This is a really great topic for us to get into today, Neela, because I have to say, whenever I'm coaching our middle management coaches um, or our new leaders, this is the most consistent topic that comes up. Why is that, Neela? Well, let's be really honest about this, Emma. No one likes to have difficult conversations, Um, whether that's with your manager, the person you manage, your kids, your partner. We just don't like doing it. Um, It's just part of the human experience. So the first thing I think that is very important that we need to do is to prepare. We need to be really clear with ourselves about how we're going to approach the conversation uh, and actually what are the important pieces of factual information that you need to get heard or understood. And often I think we need to make sure that we prepare the person that we're going to be speaking to about what it is that that we want to talk about. We know whether that's through an agenda, a pre-call or whatever it is and get really clear about our conditions of satisfaction because this is where I see it go very, very wrong where we're not clear on our conditions of satisfaction and we're not clear on the timing of it. Um, So, yeah, that, that I think is the approach to take with difficult conversations. So you talked about being prepared. So great. We're all prepared. We're ready to go. We've teed it up, as you've suggested with the person. But what might we expect once we find we get into the conversation? So I'm particularly interested in kind of unpicking, you know, people's responses and and how we might deal with that. Yeah, really great question, Emma. Thank you. What I always say to people when I'm working with them on this topic We cannot control the other person. We can only control ourselves. And therefore, our emotional regulation needs to be very, very clearly prepared for. And the best way to deal with very difficult conversations is to be very open, curious and calm because we can't control how the other person is going to behave. But there is a lot of research around this. And if we get angry, If we get anxious, it is very likely it will accentuate the other person's reaction because there are three sorts of reactions that we can see when we are having a difficult conversation, fight, flight or freeze. And actually, if we are demonstrating that as the person actually having the conversation, we will make a bad situation much, much worse. And the calmer we are and the more open and curious and respectful we are, the more likely that we're going to create a container where the other person can hear it. So that is actually the most important preparation piece that I always speak to middle managers, leaders of any kind that they need to prepare for as they go into one of these conversations. And Nilo, I just want to dig in a little bit more on into some of that flight or fight, because that can have a physiological effect. 
they may not hear us. They may start to shut down. So can you just talk to us a little bit about what happens to our bodies in that sort of fight, flight, freeze mode? Yeah, it's really, really interesting. We have this uh, thing in our brain, uh, in the front of our brain called the amygdala. And when a trigger comes on, um, us as human beings, we're not discerning whether it's a dinosaur or it's actually a bus coming towards us. The amygdala starts to activate. And what happens for some of us, we have a predisposition to fight. And there's lots and lots of background stuff about why that happens. Or we might actually have a predisposition to freeze and be like a rabbit in headlights. And for some of us, we might just get the heck out of there. It's because the body is being flooded with adrenaline and cortisol. And it's telling us that something is wrong, that we need to react. And that's what happens to all of us. Now, emotionally intelligent leaders and managers and people who become very self-aware and unable to control their emotional regulation know this about themselves and have techniques to calm the central nervous system down. And one of the reasons mindfulness is being taught a lot within organizations is because this actually activates the breathing which then tells the cortisol and the adrenaline to calm down, at which point you can actually start hearing again. Because when cortisol and adrenaline are poured into your system, we've all had this experience, you stop being able to hear, the hearing shuts down, because you're concentrating on survival. And that is not a good place to have a difficult conversation. But there's also research around this that if you are the person having the difficult conversation with somebody, regulate your own breathing because actually, because we are animals, we sense that in the other and we start calming our breathing down. It's absolutely fascinating. It's a sort of mirroring which goes on. And the more difficult a situation is, the more difficult the negotiation, the more difficult you know everything about it is the more you need to pay attention to this piece. So you're keeping the central nervous system calm, not just in yourself, but you're enabling it in the other. Yeah, it really is fascinating, Neela. And then as you said, you know, we have all experienced it. As you was talking, I was sort of thinking into at least one example where during a difficult conversation, I've had that whole like dry mouth thing going on. And that's, I call it the slow creeping redness. Um, so being able to regulate that, I know for me personally is really important. You keep mentioning one word over and over again, Neela, and that is clear, being clear. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think this is linked into the preparation piece. When we are having a difficult conversation or we need to, often what I see happening is people kind of rush into it because they just want to get it over and done with. That's difficult. I just want to do it. And that is a recipe for not a good outcome. So I always say, do your preparation beforehand. Get really, really clear on your context of this conversation. Take out assumptions, think about facts, get really clear on conditions of satisfaction, i.e. what are the criteria for success, and be able to articulate them to the other. Make sure that the emotional space in which you are having the conversation is balanced. Be really clear on timing. Make sure that you are a committed speaker. And by that, I mean, you've done your preparation so that you actually are clear in the way that you articulate this, that somebody else can understand it. 
and it's not woolly and ethereal and sort of unable to actually grasp what you're talking about. And also create a committed listener. And by this, I mean, create the conditions that the person can actually listen to you and be open to what you're saying. And this is a skill all of its own, actually. And it's about keeping a calm, safe environment that actually you may have pre-warned the person what it is that you are going to be talking about. And that's what I mean by clarity. Yeah, and, and that listening, it definitely needs to go both ways in this environment, doesn't it? It really, really does. But because you are the only person that you can control, the onus is on you to create what I call psychological safety. Amy Edmondson, who I've talked about in one of the previous podcasts, has done some incredible work at Harvard in teams on psychological safety. There are things about this where people are allowed to fail. They can speak up without fear of being vilified. There is trust in the relationship. There are clear boundaries. These are the things that actually are really important in uh, having these kind of conversations. You know, sometimes when we're having a difficult conversation, we may go into it with the sort of thinking that we have to be right about everything. Well, I would say, put that to one side and go with openness. Prepare, but go with openness and an ability to hear the other side. There is always another side to every conversation. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you've been um, very clear with us about being clear, Neela, pardon the pun. <laughs> um, is there space in these difficult conversations to use our coaching skills as managers? Oh, definitely. And I think that's a very good point, Emma. And, and I would say that the most important thing is active listening. Don't say too much. Allow space. Really allow the person to tell you how it is from their point of view. And what you really want to get to at the end of this conversation is joint solution making. I mean, really, that's where you want to be, because that's where the common ground. So you may not agree on everything. But you agree to a disagree on some things and then you agree on how you're going to go and do the next step and the way forward. And so coaching skills are very, very important in this. And there's something in there about the solutions, isn't there, Neela, around accountability and ownership? Because we, we want the other person coming out of this to feel like they've got ownership of the solution. Exactly. Otherwise, we all know this. If they don't and they just get talked at for half an hour nothing is going to change. Nothing. And actually, the learning that could come out of something like this gets lost. Because actually, remember something, we learn from our failures, but we are more likely to learn from those failures if we actually are able to keep an open mind, and we can actually pick our way forward with support of the person that's giving us that feedback. But if we feel got at, if we feel dehumanized, if we are made to feel small, if we are criticized, then we are less likely to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. Well, some really great stuff and insights in there, Nina. Um, as we said at the start, this is a topic that we know our, particularly our middle management coaches really are interested in. So uh, can you recommend any resources, any extra information for them? 
Yes, the place I would look is uh, Bruce Patton at Harvard uh, has written a book and has also got some YouTube and TED Talks on how to have difficult conversations. I would start there. It's a really good place to start. Uh, and it covers many of these points that I've talked about today and gives examples. So I think anybody listening, have a look at that. And there's there's also a bunch of other resources underneath those TED Talks, which you might find interesting. Well, great stuff there, Nina. Thank you so much for joining us today and for all of those insights, great tips and advice. As you said at the start of the episode, no one looks forward to having difficult conversations, but if we're better prepared and confident, we're going to do a much better job of having those conversations. So great stuff there. So next week, we're going to start on a really big topic that we have decided to split into two podcasts because we think it's really important. Um, And the topic is purpose. So join us for our next podcast where Neela and I will be talking about why understanding and living your purpose is really important to you as an individual and as a manager and leader. So do join us then. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast today. As ever, we love to hear your feedback and comments and any requests for topics that you have. So do get in touch via our website, springboardfuture.com or our LinkedIn or Twitter page. Thanks for joining the Virtual Coach Advantage podcast today. We hope to coach you again soon.